I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, family. How just you doing? Before you watch this episode, we just want to let you know that we've got another live stream on 31st of July. Sponsored by ID Mobile. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, so check our socials uh, uh, this week to find out exactly what time you need to tune in. Yeah, tune in. We're going to give some giveaways, some cool stories. Francis and I are going to be there. It's going to be great. Yeah. Make sure you tune in. Hello, everybody. I've got my buddy Francis with me. Hey. Hey, what's man. Going on, guys? How are you, how you doing? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you got a biro in your hand? Because uh, I've been writing for my Edinburgh show. Oh, hey, Edinburgh, who's got their tickets? Oh, yeah. I don't know who I cheered that to. I thought people were going to go, me, Pleasant's I Pleasant's Ace Dome, 11 p.m. Uh, it's going to be great. At the that. Fringe. Come check it out. Are Buy you your tickets to avoid disappointment. Are you going to Are you gonna have a Fringe when you do it? Um, I don't think... I think my, my Fringe days are, are long gone. <laughs> I don't think I can have a convincing Fringe now without looking like I'm in denial about... My hair loss. <laughs> I saw this guy who has. You can get these things you can glue to your head now. Oh really? Yeah, a, maybe a you dildo. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you digging those at the moment? <laughs> hey team, what's happening, private parters? Uh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, we got a very cool guest on today. Um, but before I speak about that, and um, before we uh, sort of laugh and joke around as we always do on the podcast, oh, always. Yeah, we do. Um, I wanted to mention uh, a lovely friend of mine who, uh, and a lovely friend of the podcast, and a lovely friend to lots of different people who um, unfortunately passed away the other day, Emily Hartridge. Um, she's been on the podcast. Um, she's worked with the producers of our podcast. She's been on my YouTube channel. I've been on her YouTube channel. Francis, um, you know, you have met her. Uh, she's just been friends with so many different people, and it's such a sad uh thing that someone so young and so beautiful and so talented um can be taken uh at a wrong time in her life so i just want to give prayers and thoughts to all of her family to all of her friends uh and hey uh, you know you you're going to be sitting above us being completely badass anyway so i uh, just send you our love um thought i should do that oh very nicely done 
Thank you, man. Um, but listen, uh, we do have a podcast as well today. Of course we do. So, you know, I actually have been a fan of this guy, his his comedy for a while. I remember really? I remember watching his uh, some of his stuff on YouTube about, it must have been about eight months ago. I was at a gig, I think, and someone said, oh, you're posh. Have you seen Tom Horton's comedy? He I talks a lot like about no. being posh. And I, and I said, I'm not posh. Yeah, what did you say? They said, well, if you're not posh, what are you? I'm just not posh. I'm I'm a man of the people. <laughs> hey, listen, podcasters, uh, private parters. We had uh, Tom Horton on the podcast. Uh, a very funny comedian, very lovely guy. He lives in a tower in London, which also happens to be called the Tower of London. He lives in the Tower of London, which I thought was pretty damn epic. Yeah. I mean, if I was, and he's invited us there. No, he didn't invite us there. We're not yeah, allowed to go there. He's invited us there to hang out. No, Actually, he even suggested that we rob it. Would we find rob the crown jewels? If we rob the crown jewels, what would you do with them first? Um, I'd recut these stones and uh, so they're untraceable, and then sell them in Russia. I think you've thought about this a few times. Well, that's I know I know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it's a very funny podcast. Tom Horton, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it, man. He's up in Edinburgh with his show. He mentions that at the end. Go and check it out. He's hilarious. Now, also, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our lovely podcast. You guys are freaking great. And um, also, follow us on Instagram at Private Podcast. Go and send us a little message, whatever it is. We like to read out messages sometimes, so perhaps we'll read your one out. And if you want to send us some mail, say it every single week, send it to 79 to 81 Borough Road, SE11 DN, titled Francis, Jamie, Private Parts, whatever you want. Hey, Francis, why don't you lead us into this podcast? Now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, um, close your eyes, unless you're driving, and listen to this podcast with the Honourable Tom Hinton. <laughs> Tom Hinton? Tom Horton. <laughs> I love the fact that you, you actually said at the beginning of the podcast that people were going to say it wrong. You just got it wrong. Tom Hinton. I'm such a big fan of his on YouTube. As Tom Horton. Tom, Tom Hinton. No, Tom Hinton's a guy from my school. I don't know why... <laughs> I don't know why I said Tom Hinton. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Horton. Tom Horton, comedian. Um, what? So, yeah, because this room isn't soundproofed, is it? No. Uh, what, what does that matter? Well, people will hear you scream. What, hear, hear me scream when what happens? When, I don't know, when you're murdered by our guest. I might have got the wrong end of the stick with this podcast am i meant to be murdering people is that do you know what do you know what? well actually i've got a funny uh funny question today which is you're, yeah you're, you're teeing him up for something that we haven't even we have question to save of the week that. which is about is about murder hey I, well, I, normally ha- I normally have about two weeks preparation for my murders but if you want to go for it do you know what Tom? i was going to say this before we intro you i think if there was anyone any guest that we've had before i think you would 100 percent be the murderer I've got that sort of, <laughs> I've got that Patrick Bateman look about yeah. me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and would, you would, a hundred percent kill someone, and just not even think about it. No, I, no, I, I've, I've got no emotions whatsoever. Yeah. I'm a heartless man. Wait, if you were, if you were going to kill someone, if you're going to kill someone, how would you do it? If you're going to kill someone I? again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How would I do it? How would you do it? I think slowly, because <laughs> I'm probably only going to do it once, so I might as well make the most of it, right? Do it quickly and run, like stab them and run away. You what, don't what, how, what, how slowly? Like poking them with a biro until... 
Yeah, I just color them in yeah. until I, you know, like you know, like, you know, like in gold in Goldfinger where she's covered in gold paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do that, but it's with a big biro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over so the course of three months, <laughs> you would just draw them in, just yeah. not feed them, but draw them I'm in. I'm called Big Fingers. That's my. Uh, that would happen. be a slow and painful death. Tom, you find torture funny though. That's the thing. well, of course. You know, you know where I live, right? I, li- I live in the Tower of London, which is one of the most famous torture sites in history. God, God you, you know, love bragging. You just love well, bragging. Well, only because torture came up so naturally. I thought yeah. I'd slip it in. Do you know what happened before? Tom like said cr- to me, Tom, Tom, you know, we had, Tom and I hadn't met, and he, he bumped into me in the lift, and he went, look, Jamie, when you start this podcast, can you just mention torture? Because I really want to find a way in to the, where I live. This was, a, this was a knife point as well, wasn't it? <laughs> With a big biro. <laughs> yeah. A big biro point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. In the studio today, Tom Horton. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do people ever pronounce it Houghton? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Because it's H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. So it's Horton, Houghton, Houghton. I've had... MCs introduced me on stage going, this next guy, he's a very good friend of mine. We go so back, far back. Welcome, Tom Hugovitagan. <laughs> I just absolutely ripped any uh, sort of... I get that. I get I get uh, Lang all the time. I watch Chris and Jamie Lang. That's my surname. But everyone says Lang, so now I just deal with it. But yeah. I kind of feel like I'm like Bowie. Do you have a way? <laughs> yeah. In what way? Well, just similar, right? Everyone said, oh, is it Bowie or Bowie? And when I die, people will go, God... Was it Lang or Lang? That's what they're going to say, 100%. Yeah. That's what will be, everyone will be on the tip of their tongue the entire time. <laughs> it will, they'll I'm be like. debating it in uh, yeah. history lessons. Also, I had, a, I had a really intense morning this morning, I want to tell you before we kick things off, because I, uh, I'm trying to sell my flat at the moment. Right. Now, you live in the Tower of London, Tom, so I don't know how... I do. So I don't know how you... Have you ever tried to sell that? Put it on Airbnb for some Spanish tourists yeah. walking around outside. Did you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but if I could, that yeah. would be pretty good, I reckon. And, and this is why I wanted to get into the thing with you, because I'm trying to sell my flat at the moment, and I these people were coming round at 12 o'clock, right? And I needed a poo more than anything in the world. So I was like, God, do I risk it and do it now? And then it... And really put them off the property. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've got to do it in the top floor toilet and then take ages taking them to the other rooms in the house yeah but Tom, mine only has a one floor mine is only one base one it's not like he lives in the tower of london oh sorry <laughs> wait so tell me so how do you live surely in you just you shit in the east wing <laughs> and then gradually take them round is that not what happens <laughs> wait Tom, so, so, so you live so you live in the tower of london how come go so what happened was so i was actually living in brighton for nine years with my old comedy group who i've since so it's quite a natural progression to the yeah, tower of, of course, london so you've since murdered yeah, I, I killed them all <laughs> there in a goulash, a goulash acapelago. A goulash. 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 goulash is a stew. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so I was going solo, I was moving up to London, and so my father is the ex-chief of defence staff, the head of the British military. Shit. So when he, um, when he retired, the Queen said, would you like to be the constable of the Tower of London? And he said, yes. So I was met with a choice of either renting a cupboard in Zone 5 for £1,000, or living in the centre for free in the great big palace. And I was, well, grow my hair and call me Rapunzel. I'm moving in there. <laughs> that is the most bang. Do you get to live in the Tower of London? I do, yes. And uh, I'm not there a lot as well, because I'm on the road as a, doing the comedy thing. So it's my crash pad. 
Ah, that's Wait, quite uh, a cool crash hang, pad. It's pretty cool. Do you bring do you bring You're ladies like, back to the? Yeah, hang on. When well, you bring the, a girl back, so when you bring a girl back and you start to walk towards it, and they suddenly realise that actually they're going into the Tower of London, what is their reaction? Well, that's the thing. So, firstly, people were like, "Oh, it must be the best chat-up line in the world." Oh, you live, in, you know, come, but no, because no one believes me. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like five a.m. in a smoking area in Vauxhall with a can of red stripe and a blurry expression. You know, what do you do? I'm a comedian. No, you're not. Where do you live? The Tower of London. <laughs> oh, fuck off, mate. Yeah, of course. And then so, and like, even if I do get them back, I mean, women don't tend to fare very well around there. Yeah. <laughs> it's been quite choppy, choppy back in its day. So they, I had one girl who f- was scared of ghosts. And I literally, even when she was peeing, she wouldn't let me leave the room because really? <laughs> she was so scared. But, so that, but that's... my single days, yeah. I then had to go back to other people's houses. But then... I mean, we've all done a walk of shame in our time, but I don't know if you've ever done a walk of shame back to a historical past. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that Tell was me. a shameful walk of shame. Yeah. There was um, the Historical Reenactment Society, who are the guys who all dress up. They know who I am. At one point on my walk of shame, these two grown men dressed as peasants literally started shouting, for shame, for shame. <laughs> really? no. It was flat out medieval. It was, a, <laughs> no. it was pretty desperate. Wait, so what happens? So when you get to the Tower of London, do you have to, you don't just have a key to unlock it, surely? Do you have a key no, to... No, I've got an armed guard who stands outside my door, so I don't need to. I've got one of the Queen's guards with the big fluffy microphone. Really? And, and, he, and he says, hi, Tom, how are you doing? He doesn't say anything. They can't talk. So what do you do? You just give him a wave? I go, hello, and he goes... Just, I, I did a visual gag on a <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you then have to walk past him. You walk into this place and uh, you then are in the town. Ta- who else lives there? So in my house, so I live in Queen's house. Okay. Which was built for Anne Boleyn back in the day for Henry VIII. Anne Boleyn was the sexiest of all. She was. She was the sexiest. Six fingers. The hand jobs. I, I'm, I, <laughs> she had six fingers. She had six fingers, yeah. Did she actually? Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm related to Anne Boleyn through, so, through her sister, I think. You are? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cool stuff. How many fingers do you have? Um, Does she actually have six fingers? Is that what she actually has? She had six fingers? Am I bullshitting? I don't know. Tom, Tom, I don't know if you're quite right with the six fingers. Why would she have six fingers? I just... Okay, let me I don't know. Does does Anne Boleyn have have six fingers? Here we go. I'm going to find this out. It, It is... Said she had a protecting tooth under the upper lip and on her right hand, six fingers. Oh, wow. There you go. God. Thank God. This I sounds thought... really sexy as well. There was a large <laughs> wen under her chin and therefore to hide its ugliness, she wore a high dress covering her throat. What's a wen? <laughs> I don't know what a wen is. It certainly sounds, Francis, like you're from good genetic stock, though. As years ago, we've since, you know, wait, wait, so spread I wanna, the gene pool. Out. So I want to know more. So, okay, so you, you got to live in the Tower of London and and you get to go back. And do you bring friends there? Do you throw house parties? What do you, can you do anything like that? So I... There's, a, there's, there's rules to living within a moat and like about 100 meters away from the crown jewels as well so obviously it's, it's quite sort of strict so i can't rock up at two in the morning with just an entourage going in. <laughs> which uh, i really want to do that which with you. i found out very early on when i lived <laughs> <Yeah>. there <laughs> and the beefy is just went no <laughs> and didn't open the gates and turns out it's very well protected <laughs> yeah funny enough but i am um, my birthday every year i have um we rent out there's a beef eaters pub inside mm-hmm. the tower which is the, it's called the keys and it's three pounds a pint and it's run by the beef eaters and i i rent out that and have about what, 50 60 friends who all come and have a party 
When's your birthday? December. Oh, shit. Oh, do you want to go? I mean, you're very welcome to come yeah, around. We're, we're 100, 100% going yeah. down. But also with you, Tom, the thing what happened to you is that you uh, you got fired from a Weatherspoons. <laughs> Isn't that right? Twice. How did you so How did you get fired from a Weatherspoons? So surely the beef eaters won't allow you in either because surely they're connected in some way to these Weatherspoons. Yeah. The, no. Are they not connected? No, no. Are they definitely anyway. not connected? What the hell's a beef eater? Is that like no, a beef eater? Is the is is a sort of uh, household cavalry? Yeah, they, oh. they, I thought it was like the, the, you know, like what is that one called? No, like, not to, the beef. As in like the cavalry beef eater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I haven't got a bunch of like just chefs walking around with some roast potatoes. <laughs> that's why I was a bit like that's when Francis was like, I'm going to come to that. I was like, all right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll go to it tomorrow. So do you know what's beef a beef eater? Well, do you know beef eater gin? Yes. Yeah, do you, you know, know the little on? red guys on the bottle? Yeah. That's a beef eater with the bearskin hat. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so and now they're different I get to it. Queen's Guard. So Queen's Guard are the ones with the big microphone heads. Yeah. Who stand guard and they're silent and can't speak, and then Americans go, Bleh, you know, those ones. Whereas beef eaters have to have had 22, 22 years impeccable service, so they're sort of more old senior. Yeah, they're the ones in Game of Thrones who do like teach them the kids sword fighting and stuff those probably like you know so I've you, been in Winterfell for my entire lot those guys we do that again what was that <laughs> I don't know why I did an Essex accent <laughs> yeah, for, a, yeah. for a northern Winterfell <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So, wait so you you threw a party with all these beef eaters but no so you've got to get sponsored by a beef eater to come into the <laughs> this is the key okay and so a couple of them run the bar and stuff um, yeah X amount of my friends, we do, they do a little tour, we watch the ceremony of the keys. Is it called the keys? The pub's called the keys, yeah. Ah. And, um, and that, that, those are the keys to the Tower of London? The keys to the Tower of London, and then we watch the keys where they, they lock up, they do the locking up ceremony. Someone's got a spare key. And you they? love that locking up spare, ceremony. And then we put all the keys in the bowl. But some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whose right, keys everyone. are these? Queen Elizabeth's keys. <laughs> well, I've nailed this one. <laughs> Someone, so someone stole the keys, right? Once, w- once, and they said so they've got a spare, there's a spare pair of keys out there. They did steal yeah. the keys once. I can't remember who it was, but um, I don't think they ever caught them. Did they not? No. So somewhere out in somewhere out there's spare keys. I think they must have changed the locks, right? <laughs> Maybe. But hang on. So, so you have all these beef eaters. You throw this party, um, and then what happens at the party? You have balloons. <laughs> Jamie, yeah, you suffered cake, what? party rings, uh, party <laughs> poppers, some sparklers. Yeah. Yeah. Play past the parcel. Because hey, I feel because I went through because your dad, so your dad was in the military, right? Yes. Okay. So I, my friend was in the military, and we got to go to St James's uh, right. and have dinner there. Have you done that before? And and at the end of the at the end of the meal, they hand round a little pot of snuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you so had this? I've had snuff. Love a bit of snuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they, they do. Snuff they hand this sort of the, the snorting powder from like medieval, like <laughs> yeah. eighteenth century it's England. It's basically it's like medi- a gentleman's powder. Yeah. Yeah, medi- sn- I've got snuff. I, yeah. I, I do. You, do you do you take snuff occasionally? Because it ha- help me give up smoking. But so it has nicotine in it, and that's what it does. So yeah. It's a yeah. nicotine kind of thing. Do you not have? It this is legal. Yeah. You should point that no, out. It, sound, it sounds very dodgy, doesn't it? But it's, it was brown when I've used it as well. <laughs> yeah, but you, know, you get... To, you when get, you've used... You get when I've used it. When I've partaken in snuff. You get different... I've got like six flavours, but you get like different sorts of uh, dryness. But you snort right. this thing up your nose and you chuck it in your mouth and it's just vile. For shooting you as cry, well. Yeah. I, my yeah. eyes always water when I, mm. when I it snuff. Makes, it, it makes you sneeze sometimes. <laughs> it does, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, Tom, also tell us, so I want to hear this thing too. I, that's why I got the whole thing wrong with the beef eater and the Weatherspoons. You got fired from Weatherspoons twice. I did, yeah. So I um, that's one of my jokes in my set because I'm now technically the Honourable Tom Horton because my father got made a lord. So by default, yeah. I get a title. But is so it, having is it, been sacked from Weatherspoons twice, I don't really feel like I'm worthy of this title. I told my friend that and he was like, oh, it's like, it's like one of those school sports days where every kid gets a medal just for turning up. So, yeah. No, I think it's like me getting a title is sort of like me getting a medal for a school sports day for a school I don't even go to. <laughs> None of the other kids got a medal and my dad ran all the races for me. <laughs> that's, that's how ridiculous it is that I've got a title. But, if, uh, I'm, but so do, will you inherit your dad's Period. No, no, no. So it's not hereditary. No, it's not. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be the honourable Tom Horton. But so, wait, what happened? So, how did you get fired? Because I, I feel like getting fired from a job is quite tricky, no? I was you wouldn't know, but <laughs> well, actually, no. I nearly got fired once. I nearly got fired from. I, I worked at Byron Burger Restaurant when it first opened. I nearly got fired from that because I thought it was completely legit for me to just eat all the food. So I just would like off I'd, their plates. No, no, yeah, I didn't pick it up. <laughs> no, but like also just go it, around scrounging after the meal. It was actually the it was actually the worst. What, that's not acceptable. Doing this was actually it was my first job I ever had. I was about eighteen years old, and my mum said you'll never get a job, and I said I'll get a fucking job watch this watch watch me so i walked up kensington high street went to the first place which is a bar and restaurant met this guy there and said hey man um uh, i'm looking for a job and he said oh what do you i said um well uh, you know i i can wait and i can do i can wait (laughs) (laughs) as long as you need me to wait yeah i can wait i can wait here and um he was like okay cool well listen yeah you will hire you thursday come back you you can have a job i was like great that was fucking easy so i went home told my mum. she was like really i was like yeah so i arrived on thursday and the guy who had hired me had been fired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. I went, and I went, um, he went, you're, you've been hired? I said, yeah, I got hired by whatever the guy was. And he went, oh, he's been fired. So obviously this bloke hired me as a joke. <laughs> and they went, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm front of house. They went, okay, fine. So I used to turn up in a shirt and like bright colored trousers and be front of house at Byron Burger. Really? <laughs> yeah, swear on my life. So, so I was front of house at this restaurant. People used to come in. I wouldn't have a fucking clue what to do. There was one time when all the kitchens stopped working. I did this job for a week and a half, two weeks. There's a time when the kitchen stopped working. And I don't know if you ever worked. We've worked in a bar. When the kitchen stops working, everyone freaks the hell out. Everyone's just like, oh, my God. Everyone freaks out. Especially in a restaurant. In a restaurant. So yeah, everyone yeah. kept coming up to me. And they would <laughs> Burgers are very much the yeah, dumb yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in yeah, Byron yeah. Burger. <laughs> yeah. But people, people would come up to me. Or they'd be saying, excuse me, my food has arrived, nothing's happened. And I would go, oh, don't worry, it's just coming. I wouldn't know what was going on. And to one point, I was so flustered, someone said to me, where the hell is my food? Where is it? And I just looked at him and walked away. (laughs) I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the freaking heat in the kitchen. It was terrible. Um, So I nearly got fired from that. 18 years old, that's a high-pressure job, front yeah. of <laughs> Also, which was so Maitre bad. Maitre d' at Byron <laughs> Burger. <laughs> I was Maitre d' at Byron Burger. And also, the funny thing about it was is that I, um, I got paid something like £8.20. And everyone else, everyone else was on yeah. like £5.40. Yeah, yeah. I never had a job in my life. Mate. It was bizarre. Yeah, um, but what happened to you on then? The, we- the Weatherspoons one, the first time I got sacked was because I, I would, when it was a slow day, I would just put up on the till... Um, the prices of all the drinks to try and memorise the prices and then cancel them off. <laughs> but what they hadn't told me is that that equates to errors on the till. So at the end of my first probation Did month, you just I, guess? Had, Did you just guess? I had like 18,000% <laughs> errors. So the manager's like, this is clearly the worst, the worst employee we've ever had in our life. And I was like, no. 
But I didn't, and he, and he, and he sacked me. What, really? I, so you actually shouldn't have been sacked? I don't it? think I should have done. I think it was the, my manager should have told me that I wasn't meant to be putting all these. And then, and then the second time was giving out free drinks to girls. Uh, yeah. So that, that was a bit more legitimate. But the first time I stand by, I was hard done. I reckon, Tom, if you were in the bar, someone would have walked up and gone, I'll have a cider. And you would have gone, there's £4.32. <laughs> <laughs> you would have just guessed. Genuinely, um, I um, got asked on my first week, someone asked, can I have a double malt whiskey? And they obviously meant a double shot of malt whiskey. I thought they meant a double malt. <laughs> so I went, and I, about 15, 20 minutes, I was looking for the, I was like, I can only find single malts. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but we've only got single malt whiskey. He's like, no, no, I want a double malt. Uh, all right. And um, so I don't think. Yeah, but who pla- calls it a malt whiskey? You'd call it a single malt. Why well, would single you call malt it a malt and double malt? No, I d- there's no such thing as a double yeah, malt. Yeah, that's what I mean. Why, would, why wouldn't they just call it a double, sorry, a double whiskey, right? Yeah, I'm, let's go and find no, them and ask yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All those, yeah. Actually, literally, none of this is my fault. Yeah, uh, exactly. Ever. I'm just been hard done by. So you got fired for for the first time. That was your first time you got fired. Yeah. And then, so you've learned your lesson, yeah. and you thought, I'll go and work at another Weatherspoons because that it, will work it, that, out. That that was because I was. It was my my sort of final year of university, and I was coming to the end anyway. So I just didn't care. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And so that was like, oh, a jug of sex on the beach. Quid. <laughs> yeah, just have Take it. it Yes, I'll have your number. Thank you. God, we, we had that. We had something at school called the uh, JCR, which was like our school pub, Radley College. and uh, Junior common room. Yeah, junior common room. And I think our year, the amount of money that place lost, because we used to stand by the till. We were stealing. We used to stand by the till and go like, oh, it's fine. Someone will give you 20 quid. You'd give their change and just pocket the change. You wouldn't even <laughs> do anything. We had these rules. It was bizarre. We had these rules that if you, your first time down the JCR, we'd always have chapel in the evenings. So we would, you'd go to the JCR, you'd have to drink four pints in the first 15 minutes and then a pint every 
10 minutes until chapel. You weren't allowed to be told where the bathroom was and you had to try and not puke in chapel. And all and when I first said it, I remember puking into my hymn book and it's sp- and it's spraying across <coughs> on Alex Gilbert who sat next to me. So so this is so, so this reminds me of basically in my first board, boarding house the the staff bar was like right in the basement and there were two of those sort of combination locks to get to the bar. And uh, so I came up with this idea to, to go and basically, I had a UV pen, so I went, went, went down and, and, uh, in the middle of the night and drew on, the, so on, on the combination locks, uh, so on the first combination lock. And so then I came back the next night, showed the UV light, and I saw the combination. And then, and then I got through, and I did the same to the next one. And then, basically, I knew the combination to both things, and I just, whenever I felt like having a drink, I'd go down to the staff bar in the middle of the night and just open up and help myself. You being, like, you, you being a master locksmith and you being able to get any job ever, we've got the makings of a real budget Ocean's Eleven yeah. film here. Hey, and you, <laughs> you happen to live in the Tower yeah, of I London. Could, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could, uh, that's where we hide all the jewels around. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I but Tom, also with you, so you, you went to you went to boarding school as well, didn't you? I did. Uh, but apparently, you went to boarding school at the age of six. Was six it? years old, yeah. You went to All boarding boys. school at six years old. What the hell is that? So, to get to sort of justify my parents' decision a little bit, it's because my dad was military. Six years old. Yeah. So, and do you know what happened? So, my first day. Oh, this, six. This that is, very, is so young. This is very sad. So, I'd been to an open day at my school to test it all out. And so I'd had a nice time then. So then when I started my first day of full boarding school at six, I was there for a month or two. Because I'd been to the open day, I thought I was a day child. (laughs) So on the first day, I went out to the front of the school gates with all the other day kids, and gradually they, one after the other, just got taken (laughs) away. And so I was just left there at the end. Oh, no. Like the... That's exactly what happened to me. um, I've told this before, but when I went to boarding school, for some reason, I just didn't understand the concept of it. I just didn't... what, How old were you when you... I was eight. But right. I didn't... That's understand. still very young, right? It's so young. I didn't understand the concept of it. So my mum dropped me off and I walked around the school and was like, oh, this is quite nice and lovely. I was given a school number like prison. And I was like, okay, this is fine. This is great. And then the end of the <laughs> day came and I went, well, where's my mum to come pick me up? And they said, yeah. she's gone. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's not here. I was like, what? What the fuck is this place? And I, I can only... Eight. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I can <laughs> only describe I can only describe it as, that. you know, I think when, um, when you let, like, a dog go to, like, the vet... Or, or like you put a dog in like a home when you go on holiday, and it literally goes. Do no. you know what I mean, though? And it and it doesn't realise what's in going a kennel. on. It's in a, in, yeah, in a, in a kennel. You we put need a, to find a home for this dog. <laughs> you put the dog in the kennel, and uh, you know it's all bouncing there, and then suddenly you leave, and you and it, you don't come back, and it hasn't. Ex- you can't yeah. explain to the dog that you're not going. Same thing. So no you, one explained to me. I was like, what is going on? You know that there's a there's an actual syndrome called boarding school syndrome that is a it's a PTSD recognized syndrome of being abandoned that, at that age. That's what I have. Well, I do as well. I actually, I, I actually, I, I've actually, I, I very, I struggle like opening up emotionally and all this sort of stuff because you have to have survival tactics to then sort of deal with it. Because if you cry, obviously, then everyone will just bully you. Yeah, um, that's, that's, do you know what? That's so interesting. I, I have, but my abandonment's completely different to yours. God, this is where we go deep into therapy. Here we go. Well, Tom, we've probably both had therapy. Yeah, um, I actually never have, but I'm going to. <laughs> oh, you should do it. Because my girlfriend has now gone, you really should, you know. 
You she, try and murder me every she, she night. Did, my girlfriend the other day, she, she said, the first time my girlfriend said, I love you, my response was, I can see a possibility in the future where I may or may not love you. And she's like, Tom, I think you're really, really struggling with opening up emotionally sometimes. <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah. Loser. Yeah, it really is. Um, so that I've been reading a lot because my new show is called That's What I Go To School For. And it's all about the public school system and the boarding school system and the effects it has on you. Because that is so interesting because I, so my, you know, I, like I said, I went to school, uh, boarding school at the age of eight years old. And my abandonment's different to yours. I definitely feel that um, if I'm in a bad situation or something, or don't like, or, or we're having an argument or something like that, I, I can't quite say what I want to say because I'm worried they will abandon, right? They will yeah, like, yeah, disappear. It's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of rejection. So that kind of happens the entire time. So I had to try to work on all those different things because of it. I just don't see... I see the advantages of going to a a private school. I definitely see the advantages of it. However, I don't see the advantages of going to a boarding school at the age of six years old or eight years old. That is crazy, right? Well, I think it's probably more for convenience, right, for the parents. Well, that's it. I think, um, literally, I think boarding schools started coming about, you know, in the 17th century, the British upper class and aristocracy decided kids were in the way. <laughs> and what we need to do is send them off to boarding schools where they can learn, put into houses, learn tribalism, become sociopathic, value winning at all points, and then when they come back, they're fit to rule the country. And that's literally how it sort of came about. And then... I mean, it has worked quite well. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, public schools dominate all the... You know, they educate 7% of our country, and then, you know, they then have, what is it, 57% of politicians, 68% of army officers it's like 87% of high court judges of public school 80% of high court judges at some point have been in a circle in a dorm and wanked each other off <laughs> just remember that when they're staring at you judging you that's so true <laughs> also there were, there were so many weird things that happened to me at, at boarding school like I, I always said this yeah. remember, like my first night when uh, Thomas Bussum, his name Thomas Bussum, Bussum, Thomas Bussum sat up in the middle of the night and shouted, Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, What the hell is going on? <laughs> shouted, Mommy. Then Edmund Miller started sleepwalking past me, and I was like, What is this place? We had a guy who used to sleep with his eyes open, called Gordon Blake, where he was asleep. Didn't you like pretend this? that you slept walk? Yeah, then I used to pretend I slept walk for did a you? bit. That was it. I remember one time I wet my bed. Did you ever wet your bed at school, Francis? Did you ever wet your bed no. at school? You never wet your bed Tom, yeah you yeah i remember about six years old we all had waterproof sheets to start off with because you're six because you're six you're and six. you're very very mentally scarred from yeah. everyone you <laughs> ever loved leaving you um you do your weeing story and then i'll do mine if you want well, my <laughs> wings exchange we well my wings were as well so i i thought it was gonna weed my bed and i was like god I, this is so embarrassing so i took all of my sheets and duvets and stuff to the shower and put them in the shower and then went to my house and I said, oh, sorry, I slept walked <laughs> with all my sheets and stuff and put them in <laughs> the shower. <laughs> she was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what was your one? Well, I had, so, because back in that time, the, we didn't have like, mobile phones or anything. We had like a pay phone. So what you in had to do. Days. In those days. In those days, yeah. So six years old, I got given my first checkbook, <laughs> which was, it was like a school checkbook. So if you were going to go and phone your parents, you had to write out a check for 20p, give it to a teacher, get 20p, then go to the phone, put it in, dial the number, then your parents would phone you back. So I'd done this, and my parents had phoned me, and then I realized I needed a wee, but I was so homesick, I didn't want to hang up the phone to my mum. You loser. So I just, you yeah, loser. I was. And so I just wet myself. I didn't even undo my trousers. 
I just wet myself while on the phone <laughs> to my mum. Did you tell her? Did you say, Mum, look, I'm just... No, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she went, Tom, you've gone silent. What's wrong? <laughs> Do you know how sad that is the fact that firstly I just I find it hilarious. Did you cry afterwards? <coughs> yeah, I did, and I didn't tell anyone who that I'd done it. So there was this sort of mystery of the phantom phone box pisser that went around the school. Then the teachers obviously the teachers obviously looked at right who had the last twenty p. Tom Horton, right? <laughs> and they got. Oh, see, that's when I. But that's so sad, Tom. I feel so sorry for you because the fact is, poor little Tom Horton, who's standing there waiting for the gate, waiting with all the day boys, <laughs> and you don't get picked up. And the fact that you're so homesick, you phone him, you don't want to go to the bathroom. No wonder you're scarred. It must. I was just at Glastonbury um, a couple of weekends ago, and I keeps going on about this. No, yeah. I, I'm not going on about it. Just like what the hell is that Glastonbury? Whatever, man. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, listen, it's the festival goer. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it was a festival go. But I was at Glastonbury. You've been to Glastonbury every year, haven't you? Yeah, since it started. Yeah. Really hey, listen, we'll go next. How many times have you been now? Fifty. Fifty. <laughs> yeah, I've been, <laughs> been to Glastonbury. Fifty. Yeah, been to Glastonbury fifty times. Fifty years. <laughs> yeah, but there was this guy. There was this guy who was. It was quite late in the morning or late in the evening, and there was a guy walking around who had obviously done something, and he had just peed himself, and he was just had pee everywhere. Which I don't really... Have you ever had something in public where you've done something like that? Have you have ever, I ever a, peed myself in public? You must have had something where... The nightclub. You peed yourself in a nightclub? No. no <laughs> have you ever done something public ever? Public nightclub. No, I haven't, no. You've never had that? I've never peed my... Well, I mean, not as far as I can remember, but when I was younger, probably... God, because there's all there's all the things <coughs> we had. The, the Two years old, I was yeah, peeing yeah, yeah. in public alone. Because the worst thing in the world is when you uh, have to get on a flight. You know you're taking a short flight, and you need the bathroom more than, and you know that you're going to have to get on this flight, and you're going to have to go to this bathroom, and you're going to have to do it. Jonah Hill always says this very funny story where he was on a first class flight flirting with a girl, like really flirting with her, having a really nice time, and he went, "I'm just going to." go to the bathroom. Anyway, we went to the bathroom and the person in front was just taking fucking ages, like ages to come. He's like, what the hell is going on? And he literally like, what the fuck is going on? So he then, the guy left and he went into the bathroom, literally went, oh my fucking God, it fucking stinks. And it was like, oh, held his nose. I was like that. Meanwhile, he'd been ages, right? Just going back to the girl. He's like, oh God, quickly to the pee. I need to get out of here quickly. Opened the door, opened it, and the girl he was flirting was standing right there. And he was like, oh, fuck. So then he had to go to, by the way, I didn't shit. It was the person before. Oh. So um, we've actually got to, to have the question of the week. Oh, Francis, yes, oh. we do, buddy. Who was the last person to be executed in the Tower of London and... What year was it? The last person to be executed. Okay. Um, last one to be executed in the Tower of London. <laughs> oh, I know who it was. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it, Tom. Go on. Horton, I've got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop. Hey, buddy, I've got this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you ready for this? I'll give you the wheel. Okay. Go for it. Hand it to me. Yeah. Guy Fawkes. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Don't say no. It's a guess. You can't just say no. <laughs> but you know that Guy Fawkes was burnt at the stake, right? Oh, yeah. That's why we do that. <laughs> <laughs> that very fa- In fact, I would say he's one of the most famous people to ever be burnt. As far as burns go, 
you can't get much yeah, more yeah. famous than okay. Guy Fawkes. Fine, Tom. Hey. You no, know, he he was interrogated in my dining room. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a little. Uh, That's a cool fact. It's very cool. That is a cool. Okay, Kate, another one. Here we go. Tom, hand me the wheel. Yep, there you go, Jamie. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. Horton, you ready? The yep. last person to be executed in the Tower of London. Yep. You ready for this? I'm what year so as well? Oh, you better be Oliver Cromwell. Wow. <laughs> Is that not, not right? How how, uh, how up to date are you on your 1605. Si- 1605. No, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PM. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Tom, you go there. Your answer is Oliver um, Cromwell in 1605. Isn't it? No. Do you know who his? Um, Tom, hand me the wheel. Yep, there you go. <laughs> here we go. I'm just throwing you a wheel. There's no car attached to it, but whoosh, there you go. Horton, here we go. Do you know who it was? Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I know who it was. Yeah, you know who it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go for it then. Okay. okay it's up to you. Anne Boleyn. Ooh. The second of his six wives. He famously killed five of them, so... Okay, fine, you do it then. You're just naming characters you've heard of in history. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> It's Francis Drake. It's literally like I opened, Thomas Edison. It's literally like I opened up the book Horrible Histories and just picked yeah, out yeah. certain <laughs> characters that picked up. Okay, who was Bodicea? Now, um, I th- I don't can't remember who it was. I, I want to say blo- uh, someone blood, but I think he was the first last person who tried to steal the crown jewels. So I think uh. I'm getting confused with him. I reckon the last execution was actually in. It was in the like twenty, the, like nineteen. 19- 40 or 50 or something like that. It's really mm. recent. The, the last mm. person to get hung was in the 60s. Right, yeah, yeah. So oh, I, okay, actually, I'll ask you another one question. No, what no. method was the, was the person executed by? I think, I think oh, hanging. Hanging was the one. No, I think they were shot. Oh, I, I thought you meant beheading. That's why I was going so back. Oh, God, I got this. Sure. Yeah. That's why you said... <laughs> so I said Cromwell. <laughs> That's why you said... Um, okay. Bonfire right. bloke. Here we go. It? Yeah, yeah. You can't remember. Guy Fawkes. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. yeah. I forgot his name. Okay, fine. So it was hanging. It was in 1968. And the person's name was Thomas Erfling. <laughs> uh, Erfling? Was he, uh, was he an Austrian? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Thomas Erfling. I love how you've said a random <laughs> set of names and that's your closest <laughs> guess so yeah, far. Yeah. Thomas, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Thomas Erfling, 1968, hanging. Okay. I, I agree around about 68, hanging. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Martin Fleifer. <laughs> Martin Fleifer. Martin Fleifer, yeah. He was hung on suspicion of um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. stealing... Um, stamps from um so yours is stamps my one <laughs> is uh he was caught he was caught robbing the <laughs> local bakery <laughs> <laughs> and he got hung for it <laughs> okay with croissants in his pocket <laughs> yeah damn those things also the bakery Tom, yeah but Tom you were gonna say Martin Freeman and then yeah, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah Martin Fre- can't say him yeah. <laughs> Adrian Federfer <laughs> Paul Papalophilus uh, right on that note ladies and gentlemen uh, we have now it's time for my diary are you ready for this the weekend now I don't mind flying I liked it when I was young, then hated it because I became anxious about being stuck in a metal case that could fly. I couldn't quite get my head around the concept that something so heavy can float in the air. On that note, how the hell do people make... It's not floating really, is it? It's gliding. It's floating. It's definitely floating. On that note, how the hell do people make bridges? And don't even get me started about scotch, egg or, scotch eggs or pencils. Anyway, I now don't mind flying. 
probably because I've come to terms that death can come at any point. Now, I had to fly from Bristol Airport, Thomas Cook, to Sakynthos, or better known to the youth as Xanti. I've been on some bizarre flights, but none quite as bizarre as this one. Turns out that Xanti is a place where teenagers aged 18 to 20 like to go, get drunk, and have unprotected sex. Something I would know nothing about. As I was boarding the delightfully cosy Thomas Cook Airlines flight, one of the lads, who looked like the ringleader, noticed me. Hey, look! It's Jamie Ling. He shouted. He shouted it. He actually shouted it. I pretend I didn't hear him. The whole 30-man squad, I assume that's what they were called as they all had that written on their black polo shirts, turned around and started pointing. I still pretended not to notice. I was wearing my Bose wireless headphones, which of course is noise cancelling. They would have known that, of course. So it was my only get out of jail clause. It was like I was being bullied at school. I could sense the squad's eyes on me, and when I entered the flight and sat down, I was a sitting duck. Please remove your headphones, came across the speaker system, and fear swept across my soul. I removed them slowly, quietly, as if I was at war. Once they had been removed, all my dignity was removed as well. The squad started to chant on a full commercial airline flight. They started to chant this. Jamie, Jamie, give us a wave. Jamie, Jamie, give us a wave. Now, you would have thought they would have got bored after a few minutes, but no. The fact that I didn't wave only spurred them on. The moment, this moment is probably single-handedly the most awful moment of my life. No pun intended. <laughs> I, I built up the confidence, and I, I built up the confidence and looked up and waved. Now, I don't know if you have ever waved when you're thinking about how to wave, but not only does it look like you've never waved before, but it comes across very camp. <laughs> oh, you know, have you ever walked into a room where you forget how to walk? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, no, what I always do is I, I, I really awkwardly like wave with both hands, which makes you look know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like a total weirdo. I waved, I waved like the queen. <laughs> I did that and I'm freaking out. They all laughed. The ringleader piped up again. At this point, we're literally about to take off. He shouted these words, these words that still ring in my ears and words that I'll never forget. You're not half the man Spencer Matthews is. <laughs> Across the flight at me. That was it. My holiday was ruined. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Mate, on the flight and these people started chanting this thing at me and then they would, it was the worst flight I can Ever, it was like they were wearing uniform. They were all wearing these black polo tops and this bum bag across their chest. Oh, yeah, and like the whole flight was just—it was raucous. Some girl puked in the loo at the back. <laughs> like I was like, "What is going on? This is a flight." To yeah. Zanti, that yeah. To Zanti, yeah. have you oh. been to Zanti? Never. You never good? done it. Uh, it's a very weird place. We should go so together. Did you, did you? Yeah, should should go on a. We've gone on a lad's holiday. School trip. Oh, hey Tom, would you come with to Zanti with me? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Should we go? I don't know. I've done. I've done Benidorm. Oh, no, you <laughs> have. Have you actually done Benidorm? I've done Benidorm twice. <laughs> Why do you do everything twice? <laughs> you, you literally do everything. Just wants to make sure. Um, what is Benidorm like? Benidorm is exactly what you imagine it would be. Hey Tom, listen. Um, <laughs> that's the end of part one, buddy. But you're going to stick around for part two because we have to have the I answer to the question of the week. Yeah. I always do things in twos. So and you yeah, do. You course, have to. Of course, I'd be a hippo. Yeah. Well, you're in the right place because we do too. <laughs> okay. We'll see you in part. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 